For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Well, welcome to Amplified. We are so excited to be back in D.C. and we're doing a national show, actually international. We have someone from Canada that's going to be joining us. And we have been all over the world, Dubai, Oman, uh, Egypt, and gosh, where else were we, Andrea? We were somewhere else. Uh, Utah, Buffalo, Erie. (laughs) Yeah, but there was somewhere else in the Middle East. Where, Where else in the Middle East were we? I'm trying to remember the fourth place. Oh, uh, Cutter, Cutter. That's Doha. where it was. Yeah, Cutter Doha. Yes. So uh, we're excited about this show. I'm very excited to be back home for Thanksgiving. My son has blown me off for the last two weeks when I called him Facetime wise, and I think he was trying to, I, I guess, use human behavior. That when you leave, you get none of me. So when I got home, he was embracing me and allowing me to see all the lovely, crazy things he does. So really happy to be home for Thanksgiving. So, Andrea, would you start off by giving a, a, a nice bio for Glenn? Yeah. So our first guest tonight is Glenn Dietzel. So, so for those of you who uh, need to see things in order to hear them correctly, that's Glenn with two N's. And Dietzel is D-I-E. T-Z-E-L, and it's really awesome because he is a very popular conference speaker, and he's literally spoken across the world at business conferences and universities pretty much everywhere. Glenn teaches entrepreneurial leaders and professionals really powerful tools, strategies, and systems for re-engineering their professional brands, which allows them to command maximum fees and royalties for their advice. Um, and, when, you know, and when time is not on your side, you must have a competitive advantage, which makes you have the ability to execute faster than your competitors' reality. So it's super amazing. So if you and your organization of leaders want to play a bigger game, you'll want to do what others, first of all, don't do, can't do, and wouldn't think of doing. So Glenn's leadership training allows you and your team to really smash through self-imposed barriers to sell more of your products and services. So get ready for massive breakthrough in how you and your leadership team focuses and executes as a market leader and industry standard when you listen to Glenn's advice. So we're so happy to have Glenn on with us. Glenn, welcome. And, you know, it's very exciting because I met you originally some four or five years ago. It just really goes to show that when you meet great people, they don't leave, they don't leave your site. They keep growing and growing. And it was, I think, uh, Mark Harris's event in Alabama, Atlanta, Alabama, no, Atlanta, Georgia, about four or five years ago. And then I just saw you recently at You Will Change the World with Peter uh, Anthony Wynn. And I understand you're traveling the world with him. So congratulations on that. Uh, thank you, Ken, and uh, thanks for having me on, and thank you, uh, Andrea, for the uh, the nice introduction. So you're going to be in a book. Glenn and I just spoke together in London like four weeks ago or so, so awesome. So, Glenn, you're going to be in a book 
called Amplified Gold Nuggets. So one of the goals we have in the next 30 minutes is not only to amplify you and your message and to uh, honor you for the great things you do in the world, but also to memorialize it in this book. So be wary. We are going to be looking for those gold nuggets, digging and mining for them so that people get to know you better and also understand what you can do for them. So I do like to start off by asking, what was it that got you into this mindset and this career? Yeah, that's a really good question, Ken. I was uh, a teacher. I still uh, consider myself a teacher by passion and training and I created a program uh, almost 14 years ago now. I always wanted to be an author, and I started looking online, and uh, there was a new technology, and, you know, 14 years ago, probably all of our listeners have heard of e-books, techno- e-book technology, e-books, and uh, 14 years ago, that was still pretty revolutionary, and I uh, looked at a lot of, uh, you know, how-to materials, how do you put an e-book together, how do you actually put your advice together, there weren't too many um, programs that I saw that were actually uh, very good other than just the fundamentals of, you know, a table of contents, uh, titles, um, having footnotes, uh, et cetera. And uh, so there wasn't much in the way of, of actual teaching materials and helping people uh, fast write a book as I come out of a background of uh, accelerated learning, one of my areas of expertise in teaching. And so I created a program. Uh, it was one of the very first ebook authoring programs and, after uh, releasing it online, five weeks after that, I got a phone call by Adobe, and it was the uh, VP of uh, their educational department, and I uh, got t- recognized by Adobe, and all of a sudden, my uh, world just began to uh, turn upside down, and uh, we've moved on from uh, our in- infancy of uh, entrepreneurial authoring to today, uh, helping uh, entrepreneurs and coaches, consultants, trainers, experts. Uh, how to actually increase their financial power and uh, and, uh, and create royalties from their advice. So it, what started off as uh, I thought was going to be uh, just, you know, t- dabbling in the market and entrepreneurship with an authoring program has uh, <laughs> moved uh, uh, in so many ways uh, that I've never, you know, could never have imagined uh, possible. And I want to encourage all of our listeners that, um, there's no better time to get started and or to make a significant uh, shift or uh, transformation in your thinking and your execution than right now. And I want to commend all of you to to doing that in your own lives and uh, and playing big. So when it turned your your life upside down, this success is that one of the reasons you went to Haley Bray for a view of the top of the world. <laughs> yeah, uh, we uh, we have a, a flat um, over in uh, Largs, Scotland, for all of our uh, British uh, listeners. Uh, it's one of my most favorite places to go in the world, and I love running up the Haley Bray. The Bray in Scotland is uh, hill, and Haley is the name of the hill. And if you know your geography on the west coast of Scotland, it's very Moorish and uh, lots of mountains and hills and. Uh, there's a beautiful lookout over the uh, the town of Largs, overlooking the uh, the islands of the west coast. And uh, we were, my wife and I were just there for a couple of weeks uh, a month ago. So uh, I enjoy absolutely enjoy running and uh, pushing myself to get up that hill as fast as I possibly can. Ken. 
Well, you know, I, I just recently went to my 104th country, and I have to say Scotland is probably in the top 10 from a, a photographic and also the salt-of-the-earth people. They're just amazingly welcome, and uh, it, it's a place where you can actually open your mind and find your spirit. And tell, tell people about why it's important to travel and why you go there. Yeah, I, I, that's a really, a really good question. Um, and for me personally... I like challenging myself. Like every morning I get up early, uh, I'm on my bike at six o'clock. Uh, we've just dabbled into uh, sub 32 degree temperatures. Uh, we do, our international office is located in Canada. So that's uh, sub uh, zero degree uh, temperatures <laughs> in Celsius. And um, I, I like challenging myself and pushing myself uh, because I, it's just in getting on a bike early in the morning and going down a trail about six and a half miles to the gym it's a lonely endeavor, but uh, I believe that, that greatness happens uh, in moments where, you know, you're just on your own. And so each of us needs to find what I call a power position. And I think travel, and I know you're certainly a big believer of it, can, uh, in terms of traveling and finding a, a spot or a place on this earth, and it doesn't always have to be on the road. But I think, um, you know, for me, traveling, I'm sure much like you, is a metaphor for being on a journey. And as, a, as an entrepreneur, one of the reasons why I left the confines of training, you know, my father's a retired accountant. My dad was totally against me going for my dreams because he wanted to see me living for that pension and uh, living within the system. And I think that traveling and journeying, you know, it's a metaphor for stepping out of our comfort zone. Uh, challenging our assumptions about success, uh, giving us a chance to think. I think when we travel, it, uh, it automatically creates momentum in our lives. And, uh, you know, I've created over 400 speed to market principles. And one of them is that you've got to be close to the source of momentum. And, uh, you know, traveling does that for me, getting on my bike early in the morning and uh, traveling to the gym down a, a beautiful trail. Uh, when it's dark and I've got my headlamp on. It's just a metaphor for traveling. And, you know, we, we live uh, in a beautiful area here uh, on the uh, Lake Huron and uh, our home. We've branded it as a Canadian lake home, and I enjoy going down to the beach and uh, traveling down there and walking along the beach uh, and uh, getting a chance to really practice uh, another principle that I really believe in, and that's writing is the doing part of thinking. And I find so many people get, you know, caught up in their head and they, they, they plan things, but they never really start putting it on paper. And I believe that writing is a powerful way of activating the subconscious. I believe it's the most powerful way of activating the subconscious. And again, it's another metaphor for traveling, if you will, traveling with your ideas, putting them on paper, and uh, letting your subconscious start finding solutions. And that's why I love to travel, Ken. I, I really believe it, it raises, the um, for me, a level of awareness and uh, giving me a chance to step out of my comfort zone and uh, challenging my assumptions about success and being willing to take focused, outcome-driven action. And I want to challenge all of, all of our listeners here uh, to do the same. It's, it's, it's pretty powerful when you start uh, doing this and you do this daily. Uh, you find your, your power position and, and you spend some time and literally write your ideas, put them on paper. Uh, so it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a powerful concept. Well, you are... Uh, an extremely interesting man, a leader, and a speaker, and a thinker. And I just want to say that this this time that we have on this radio show will not do justice to all the things we could talk about. So 
this is going to be a little rushed in a way, but I want to say that you're invited <laughs> back for multiple, multiple episodes. I wanted to get you in this book, and that was the premise of getting you in before 2016 ended. So you are in with You Will Change the World. Tell us, tell the audience what you do that actually not only changes their life, but transforms how they actually enjoy life. And then if, if we could have this as a side note, how to get ready for 2017 from a resolution standpoint. Yeah, wow. You've asked me a lot of questions, so help me keep on track. Um, I understand about time, so uh, I want to encourage all of, all of our listeners to, to take some notes. Um, as I mentioned, writing is the doing part of thinking and, and really beginning to get clearer on your level of focus and your level of, of execution. And um, one of the things that I really believe in is uh, a concept that I teach and I want to just share with all of our listeners that um, speaking is a key business strategy. And I really believe that more than ever, understanding how to speak, how to articulate your brand, uh, both your personal brand, your, your corporate brand or your business brand, and, uh, and having a roadmap or a template, if you will, to uh, amplify your voice, or as I would say, increase the financial power of your voice, I, I, I believe is, is of paramount importance for anybody that wants to play big in today's market. You know, we live in a, a celebrity endorsed and a celebrity mad, if you will, or crazed uh, environment uh, today, uh, thanks to social media. And uh, thanks to just everybody just constantly being connected. And as business owners, it's really important. And, you know, I want to just share with all of you that I'm really not that smart. Um, What I've done is uh, I've thrown myself (laughs) into things uh, fast, (laughs) like you can. And and I've immersed myself. I'm a doer. Uh, I'm a teacher. Uh, So, yes, I love to teach. And I really believe that modeling is the number one way that we learn. But in order to model excellence, um, you need to be able to roll up your sleeves and to, and to do things. And I see so many, you know, startup uh, business owners, those are in startup mode or seasoned entrepreneurs kind of working in a frenetic pace and yet they don't really have, have a plan. So I really believe, you know, as we move into the, the Thanksgiving week here in the U.S., uh, in Canada here, we had our our Thanksgiving six weeks ago, but I will be in the U.S. for American Thanksgiving because my sister are married an American and we do live on the U.S.-Canada border, so I love celebrating with uh, all of our American friends. Uh, this great day coming up in a couple of days, but I, I want to encourage all of you that with the last five, six weeks that we have in this year that you understand more than ever that we live in a, in a promotional uh, based uh, marketplace. And so you want to take a look at uh, how you're structuring your advice or how you're thinking about executing on your business and uh, speaking. I really believe more than ever is a, a critical uh, dimension or component to companies that are going to stand apart and, uh, and amplify their voice in a marketplace that's not only overwhelmed and not only is it overcrowded, but um, your potential candidates for your programs and services simply don't know who you are and they don't care. And that's just because everybody in business today is losing to the law of relevancy unless you have a, a plan and a system and a process 
by which to uh, incorporate um, speaking as a fundamental strategy. And I, so I want to encourage all of you to look at the results that you've, you've got, whether you're in startup again or you're, uh, you're whatever uh, level in business and take a look at the trajectory of results that you've got, you've received in 2016. And I really believe that you can um, change that trajectory, but you, you, you want to be able to start looking fundamentally at the business model that you're using, uh, the way that you're execution, executing and, and how you're, you're going to focus uh, from here on in. Does that make sense, Ken? It, it makes a lot of sense. So I want to uh, turn it into more of a, a tactical piece. So sure. what, is, what is it that most people are doing incorrectly that's holding them back from being successful? Yeah, I, I, I think um, what I've seen, and this is interviewing over 2,700 entrepreneurs and uh, having clients uh, all across the world, what I see uh, that most entrepreneurs are where they're making some um, huge mistakes, and that is uh, having split focus, trying to do too many things uh, with uh, so little time. And one of my speed-to-market principles is that split focus is why you lose. So you want to make sure that, and I'm talking to myself as well, um, that we increase the level of our focus. And so... I believe that whatever you're going to create, um, you want to create it in a way that's going to create operating leverage for your company. So take a look at yourself as the CEO of your company, if you've never done that before, um, or, or if you're in startup mode, definitely take a look at yourself as the, the leader of your company. You're responsible for building systems. I believe that... Um, that all successful companies today need to take a systems approach to success. And so you want to move from a goal approach to a systems approach in 2017. So that means whatever you're going to do, you want to create a system for that. So let me give you an example. When you are, I believe that you can build a multi-million dollar company off of a, off of a, a presentation that's created properly. So I believe that each of us can, can either start a company or grow our company at an accelerated rate by creating a presentation and learning how to give that presentation to grow a company. Um, and associated with that, I believe that if you know how to engineer a presentation properly, you want to be able to flip the sales process. And what I mean by that is literally, you know, every company has a business funnel. We've all heard of that, right? And there's a lot of popular advice online that you build a business funnel by starting with a free product, and then you take somebody into an ever-increasing price point of products and services within your company. The problem is that most entrepreneurs today don't have enough time to put all that copy together to create products and services and and put all this time in value creation and never really focusing on increasing their value and really focusing on better conversion processes for your business. So that's why I'm a huge proponent. I want to encourage all of you to think about flipping your business funnel. In other words, positioning the highest end program or service for your company that you currently offer, or if you're not thinking about a high end coaching, consulting, or a training program 
your company could offer where you have a product at the front end and a way to educate that market that literally allows you to flip this, the uh, business funnel and allows you to um, close deals faster. When I talk about closing deals, can you mention about you know some of my recommendations for 2017? Really, it's not about closing the deal, and you know this because you're so good at it. It's about opening up conversations. It's about um, building lifetime value and attracting clients for life. And when you know how to flip the business funnel, which you're really able to do, and I believe it's paramount and, and, and really important that every business owner knows how to do this, it'll allow you to compress the sales cycle, which means that you get sales a lot faster, and it allows you to ampl- increase the amplitude of the sale or increase, allow you to increase the price point. And so when you know how to invert the business funnel and educate your target market very strategically, you can position a high, your highest end program or service because here's the reality, Ken. And this is one of my bold predictions, if you will, going into 2017. Your marketplace expects to get your best and then they're gone. So I want all of you to write this down. Your marketplace expects to get your best and then they're gone. So I want to encourage you to not uh, hold your business hostage to a traditional business funnel but really, you know, hold yourself accountable to be more strategic and how you educate your marketplace to position yourself as their only option uh, going forward. And uh, it's so I want to just encourage and, and based on your question, encourage all of our listeners to be really strategic with how they operate and realizing that you can build a great business off of, a, off of an amazing presentation. What is a book or two you'd read in order to grasp this? <laughs> wow. Um, that's a really good question. Um, boy. It's your sound- book you're writing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this is going to sound, um, and, and I don't mean to diss anybody because I'm also a published author. Ken, you're a multiple time published author. There's a place for a book, everybody, and I want you to understand that. One of the things that I realized, Ken, 14 years ago, because I have nine years of post-secondary education, I loved right. books. And I was a total academic. And what I realized is that reading more and more books was really holding me hostage to my success because it was really stopping me from implementing. Awesome. So I, I, I want to be careful on how I answer this. Um, outside of reading what you have, Ken, <laughs> I, I, by the way, I'm not, I would never promote any of my books just so all of you know, I really believe that success comes by through uh, mentoring and getting really close to the source of momentum. But one of the books that I would recommend that I found was influential in my, my life was How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success by um, Becker. Um, oh, man, I can't even think of his first name right now. Um, How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling. And uh, the last name of the author is, is Becker. B-E-T-C-H-E-R. I can't think of the author's first name. The, the reason why I recommend that book is uh, because I learned the concept, uh, the fundamental concepts that I was able to use from teaching in terms of assessing a marketplace. And because I come from a background of accelerated learning and assessment tools, et cetera, um, that allowed me to really take um, what the author uh, recommended 
and uh, create some pretty powerful tools and systems that allow uh, entrepreneurs today to invert their business funnel or flip it um, so that they can position a high-end program or service. So, uh, so I, 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 yes. Yeah, so I agree with you 100%. I mean, to recommend a book with no action is actually like going to You Will Change the World and saying, you will sit in this room, you will listen to all this great <laughs> advice, but you will not take action on any of the curriculum, any of the offers, because we don't want you to actually go beyond your seat. So I totally agree with you. Uh, <laughs> how, how important is social media for you? Boy, you're asking me some really tough questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I know you're, I know you're I successful. Have, I, I want I you to answer. A, I have a split of personality when it comes to social media. It drives me crazy because I know what entrepreneurs go through. To, they, they think they've got to, you know, they've got to do all this social media and they've got to do this and that. They've got there's, you know, there's two, three hundred things you could do on a marketing side. I think if you've got um, a system or a process ironed out in terms of what your business does, that clearly frames what you do as opposed to what your competitors fail to do. Let me, let me just reinforce that. All of us, and I recommend that each of you today just think about your positioning. What is it that makes you different? What's your potential candidate's <clears throat> negative perception of what your competitors fail to do? And position yourself in that space. And uh, when you start doing that, you start creating a really powerful USP, a unique sales or selling position or proposition. And so I think when you've got that created and you've got a powerful conversion strategy, um, because I believe that conversion strategies are so much more important than lead generation strategies, and that's why most people use social media for for lead generation. I, you know, I'm a huge proponent of starting with conversion, and I believe when you've got a great conversion process and you've got great positioning, you can drive two types of, um, of, of alliances for your business, B2B and B2C. So business to business and business to uh, consumer, or I like to say business to client. You know, I look at consumer or customer as a one-time buyer. I'm more well, interested in teaching um, or having clients for life. And uh, so... Uh, I think that there's a definitely a place for social media, but I think it's after, you know, you know how to strategically position uh, your company. Does that make sense? It does. And we have to go to our rapid fire questions. And I want to say that I did ask tough questions like that because I know you're not a big proponent of social media. And it's because you, you actually, you actually have put it, you put it upside down. And not upside down. You actually put it the right way. If you understand conversion, then you play the game of conversion and you build it out. If you don't understand yeah. the game of conversion, you play the social media game to get to where the conversion actually happens. So here we go. Uh, Andrea, first. Your first question. Andrea? Hi, hi, I'm here right now. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, while you guys are on the international radio, I am intervening with people that are getting beat up on their bicycles. So we are helping people all over the world literally right at this moment. So... <laughs> So I'm sorry I wasn't able to hear what you said, Ken. So if you could please advise me, I will jump right well, back in. <laughs> well, we have we only have a minute with Glenn, so rapid fire. So please. I'm asked to, to answer. Oh, the rapid first fire with Ken. Glenn. Oh, hey Glenn, if you were in a situation where immediately you had to either stay on national radio or handle the lives of two boys, what would you do? <laughs> handle the life of two boys. <laughs> Thank you. Good Thank answer. You. <laughs> yes, uh, I believe that. Uh, I, I believe that. First of all, more than anything, <laughs> and, and I get the, the 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 joke and the laugh here because I've got two boys. 
it all starts with leadership. Um, you've got to be united as a, a parent, whether you're a parent of one or you've got, uh, you're lucky enough to have a spouse or a significant other around. You've got to be united uh, together and, uh, and have fun. Set some rules, but make sure you have fun. It really allows you to streamline uh, raising, raising kids. Okay, short answer, why you will change the world. Uh, why you will change the world? Uh, I will change the world because I really believe that, uh, as I've proven over the last 13 years, that um, using business as a strategy to change uh, how you execute in today's market is crucial, and each of you can do the same by uh, getting serious about increasing the financial power of your advice, which starts with a great using a great system to amplify your voice. And how do people contact you? People can get a hold of me by uh, going to uh, email address, uh, Glenn with two N's, at newgurumodel.com, N-E-W-G-U-R-U-M-O-D-E-L.com, or phoning our office at 519-542-3043. And what is a quote you live by? A uh, quote that I live by is you've got to be close to the source of momentum for success in today's market. Who's your mentor? My mentor is uh, uh, Frank Becker, uh, one of my mentors. That was one of the, uh, the book that I recommended. Andrea, go ahead. And would you invest in gold or silver? Uh, I would recommend that you invest in the U.S. dollar. I'm Canadian, and I'm hedged uh, for, uh, on the U.S. dollar. Which Excited means that about, gold will go down. Excited about Trump? Uh, <laughs> I'm excited about change. And Good. as a Canadian that uh, goes totally against uh, uh, all the norms, uh, I'm excited to have an actual business owner uh, who knows how to start and run companies uh, at the helm. Uh, and I believe that every country needs a business owner to run the books and run uh, a successful country. Last question, Andrea. Go ahead. Um, I want to know what your favorite snack is. Uh, favorite snack are uh, hot brownies out of the oven. We have 10 more oh, seconds. Yeah. Favorite place in the world. Favorite place in the world, uh, easy, Largs, Scotland. God bless you. All right, we're going to go to break right now. We'll be back in about two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. 
If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. If you're interested in gaining strategies to be more successful both at work and your personal life, check out Turn the Page with host Hemda Mizrahi. It's all about building new habits and perspectives. The show helps you identify the changes you need to make that align with your values and priorities. And then apply these principles to your career, health, social life, and other areas. These are proven techniques that work. Turn the Page airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, we are back for the second segment, and what a great segment we had with Glenn Diesel, a powerhouse, a strategist, and just a very giving soul to making sure people get abundant. So, Andrea, why don't you bring on our second guest? Oh, I'm super excited about our second guest as well as Glenn in the first hour, half hour. Um, we have Philip Helmich with us. And Philip, Ken and I met in Utah while we were at the World Parliament on Spirituality. And Philip actually spoke after Ken at this amazing event. Philip is the Director of Peace for the Shift Network, which is pretty awesome since Ken has the Keep Smiling book, Shift Happens. Just love the whole analogy of both of them using the word shift within their movement and their markets. And Philip has done some wonderful stuff with peace uh, his entire life. He had 14 years working with this one organization of peace. He's an advisor of a global initiative, a global women's initiative for peace as well. Um, he had four years in the Peace Corps where he lived in Sierra Leone and uh, lived in the, the small bush villages and really lived and worked there with the people and, and was able to bring so much information from those experiences. And another really wonderful, amazing thing that he's done is he started the first virtual library for it's a World Peace Library library where there are, if I remember correctly, like over 370 interviews that he has conducted, most of them himself, uh, with the world's peacekeepers. So they, we really understand now from his interviews um, the trends of peacekeeping and what people are doing to make a difference in the world. So if I left anything out, Philip, that you'd love to share with us, please, please do. A uh, big warm welcome to Philip Helmich. Oh, thanks so much, Andrea and, and Ken. It's just really a delight to be with you. And it was so wonderful to meet you in person there in Salt Lake City. You both brought, brought quite a bit of brilliance, marketing brilliance, to um, to the event. So thank you. Thank My you. My pleasure. So how did you get involved with the uh, World Parliament on Spirituality? I, you know, it was one of those things where um, three people on the same day independently approached and said, you really need to go to this. I want to introduce you to Paula Fellingham, the, the creator of it. And so when the third one came in, it's like, okay, I'm not going to ignore this. <laughs> um, there's a saying of three people tell you you're drunk, you better sit down. So three people literally independently of each other all were trying to connect Paula to make sure I was going to be there. 
Tell us your journey. Tell us how you actually got into this. Uh, you know, I, the way I got into peace building, being the fifth born of a family of 10, later 11 children, so I born right in the middle uh, middle fam, you know, middle child of this large family, really loving family, then from there I went off into the Peace Corps um, after growing up in rural Indiana. And living in Sierra Leone for four years pretty much changed my entire orientation, even though I came from a really close-knit family. There was something profound about living in communities, uh, subsistent farmers who lived on less than a dollar a day, uh, lived close with the earth, um, cycles of nature, rainy season, the moon cycles, uh, cycles of the crops, and a really close uh, relationship with uh, the environment, spirituality in the environment, and with their ancestors. And so that experience, even though life was really hard for people there physically, and one in every four or five children die before the age of five, there was something profound about being in a place where there was a deep sense of connectedness uh, with family, extended family, community, uh, connectedness with the food that we're growing, connection with water, because, you know, we worked on water well projects, connection with the ancestors. And so when I came back to the United States, I was like, whoa, this world doesn't really make sense here. We're pursuing happiness, the pursuit of happiness. We seem really busy. We seem less connected with one another. We seem less connected with our food source, with nature, with spirituality. So that started uh, a series of questions that led me, one thing led to another where I met Michael Singer, uh, New York Times bestselling author who's a, uh, a yoga, a yogi, and also built up a huge software business. So I started exploring yoga meditation and then started working for Search for Common Ground in Washington, D.C. and got to go back to Sierra Leone during the war on peace-building missions. And I went on several missions, uh, probably 20 trips over the span of a few years to Sierra Leone, Liberia, Congo, Rwanda, Burundi, Angola, numerous countries that had either been ripped apart by war or were trying not to. And while meditating two to three hours a day. And so I was working on peace-building, tangible, profound peace-building projects that were impacting their radio programs, we were working on peace-building programs, were work reaching 89-90% of a country. And, and at the same time, seeing the impact of deadly violence on loved ones while meditating two, three hours a day. So it really became a, a journey of going deeper inward while also taking meaningful action outward and then really exploring the root causes of violence on a political level. Uh, geo, you know, in terms of global economy, you know, there's that level and a spiritual level. I mean, just an example, in Sierra Leone, both villages I lived in were sacked. Uh, a lot of friends were killed. Some were raped, uh, many beaten. One of the villages was sacked by a teenage boy who had been trained by watching Rambo movies uh, and Chuck Norris movies. And the weapons they were using were being dumped on the market by former Soviet Union countries, the United States is a larger exporter of weapons in the world, and then also they were using blood diamonds and timber trade, which was being gobbled up by the global economy. So that's where I really, really just went deeper into this whole peace-building arena, because, you know, I had blood ones that's directly affected, and I could see how our lifestyle here in the United States was impacting the people there through our global economy, which is based on um, massive consumerism and uh, pursuit of happiness, which I would say has a pretty large spiritual void in the middle of it. 
So, so that's a brief background, and I've been really passionately involved in it um, for a long time, and a big part of my focus has been really being bridging the deep inner spiritual component of peace with the really ground-nosed, you know, really grounded, hard-nosed, practical peace-building actions, um, not only on the international level, but everything in between, interpersonal, um, community-based, schools, businesses, national, and so forth. And so I, I clearly I'm, I'm really passionate about this, and and it's just, um, it's just a, a delight to be able to serve in these capacities. And where were you born? Yeah, I'm, I'm, right now I'm actually home uh, with my family in rural Indiana, small town, Greensburg, Indiana, a farm and factory town. And, you know, I, I, yesterday I just spoke to the high school where I went to school. My niece introduced me, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it, I love where I'm from. I just love the people of Greensburg, Indiana. Um, there's something wholesome about folks here, ground, you know, down home, good, honest people, hardworking people, and, and I'm just really grateful for my family, too. I mean, my older siblings really set the example of get out, explore the world. I heard, enjoyed hearing Glenn talk about travel, and, you know, we, all, all 10 of my siblings and I put ourselves through college. You know, it's, um, we all worked, and so, you know, it's just a, I'm really grateful for where, where, where I grew up and grateful for my family now. We were just decorating the Christmas trees early this afternoon. Well, that's quite a story that you were sharing earlier about where you've gone from. And that's why I'd ask where your home base was, because people don't realize that when they're born anywhere, it doesn't matter where they're born. It matters where they want to go on their journey. And have you written a book about this? Yes, I have. It's called God in Conflict, A Search for Peace in a Time of Crisis. And it, this book this book took some, t- took some time to write because I really had to come to terms with some pretty difficult things. You know, how does an eight-year-old boy end up with an AK-47 in his hand, uh, sacking villages? And how can there be ancient yogic meditation sciences that we all can practice that can take us into deeper place, places of peace and bliss? And so this book is is just from the heart. It's just an authentic story of, you know, growing up in Indiana, living in the bush in West Africa, having people there, falling in love with people there, and then just this whole journey. And um, the nice thing about the book, it really, it faces the challenges in the world, and then it also really points to the grounded, practical inner tools that we can use, practical outer tools, and it really points to... Humanity is, is hardwired for compassion and collaboration. You know, there's the potential incredible violence, but in, in essence, humanity is hardwired for compassion and collaboration. We just need to create the conditions to bring that forward. So it's God in Conflict, A Search for Peace in Time of Crisis, and it's available on Amazon, uh, a soft cop, or paperback, and also uh, Kindle. And what difference does that make for you in, the, uh, in your life when you publish that? You know, it was a huge difference, Ken, because, you know, it, 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 it was a huge difference because it took a while to be able to express it. I mean, there were times I was writing that book, and then suddenly I would just start sobbing. And then there were times I'd be writing it, and energy would just be coming up the spine, just tingling, where I just knew I was aligned with my soul purpose. Like, I really wanted to share with the world, we can get through difficult times. And... And so there was a sense of really, be, it's kind of like churning milk that turns into butter. And then finally, it just really got to a place where I was so 
comfortable with the material and so nuanced with it where I was really starting to be able to bridge some ancient science of yoga together with modern situations. And, and once I published it, it's like a whole realm of doors opened up, opportunities to speak. You know, the work I'm doing just really went to a whole nother level. Um, it's, it was almost like an alchemical thing where, all right, here was an initiation process. You've passed this test. Here's new opportunities. And, and also it's been beautiful just to be able to offer it to people. It's a very, very transparent story. And, you know, it's, I get letters, people just, you know, say, look, I've read your book and I've cried and it's helped me so much. Um, because a lot of people get concerned about the world. You watch the news, it can be despair. It's like, wow, you know, this, this is, this is really touching my heart. And so it's nice to get those letters and, and it's nice to know that you know, it's just, it's nice to be aligned with soul purpose and, and to be able to authentically express it in the world and, and just serving, serving whoever's in front of me and playing my small role in the unfolding evolution of humanity. Well, you know, I'm actually amazed by your story as I hear you and I'm thinking we need to really embrace the fact that social media would take this story and really blow it out in a big way. Have you used social media to, to help you? I, I do. I do. I, I do a thumb with Facebook and then also the shift network. We also uh, do quite a bit with um, social media. And a lot talk of about, sh- talk about that. Talk about yeah. shift network. I, I'm sorry. Talk about which part? Uh, talk about shift network. Talk about how you created oh, that. The shift network. Oh my God. I am so grateful for the shift network. After 14 years with search for common ground, I got to, I joined the Shift Network. It's an on, it's a social enterprise with a very strong social mission. And it's, it's focus is helping people uh, awaken to, basically awaken to their divinity and take meaningful action. And the way that looks is we have online telesummits and online courses and we have, you know, social media and we have, um, you know, a range of different publications. And the idea is to provide people, we, we find some of the best content that's out there, people who are really making a difference. Um, and then we offer these platforms. Like I produce the Summer of Peace. I produce the World Peace Library. And we also have a lot of courses that look at, you know, Andrew Harvey's one of our teachers, um, help people look, have access to some of the deep mystical um, teachings and practical you know, just practical ways they can really deepen their lives and do the inner work. And then I focus, I focus on the inner work and then also meaningful action. And, and so it's the shift network is, you know, it's, it's a community, it's a community of people. We've touched over a million people um, in the last, I've been with them a little over five years. Company How many people? Seven. How many people? We've touched over a million people. Okay. And, and, you know, there's, and there's, you know, then there's the, the customers who actually sign up for, for the classes and, and the summits. And it's just what's nice about it, it, for me, it's been a godsend because finally I have a platform where I, you know, as, as Andrea, Andrea mentioned, you know, interviewed all these people. I've been able to start mapping out what's emerging in the world. No one's done this before. We're really mapping out. What's emerging from peace from inner to international? We all say world peace starts with inner peace, but that's kind of a big gap. But the World Peace Library's got it 
you know, we it's the first snapshot. Here are the people working on inner peace, scientists, um, spiritual teachers. Here are the people working on, here are some people working on interpersonal and family. Here are people working in communities and and we've got it. it so it's, it's just been it's just been wonderful. And by interviewing these people, what's beautiful is we can see that everyone, when someone's heart gets touched, particularly when a heart gets broken, a person awakens to a life purpose where they go out to try to help others. And so the people who I'm interviewing are aligned with their soul purpose, and there's a transmission that comes. And so that World Peace Library is filled with people who are just lit up with their life purpose. And... It could be working with forgiveness. It could be nonviolent communication. It could be, you know, I've interviewed someone from the Pentagon who is, you know, creating a new strategy for the new narrative for the United States. You know, it's just it's just been beautiful, Ken. Um, so the Shift Network, you know, the shiftnetwork.com. Um, you can see a lot of uh, the, the summits that we produce. We partner a lot with indigenous people. Um, Chief Phil Lane Jr. Uh, we have an indigenous wisdom. Library that will be launched in the next few days for for Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, it's just it's just so nice to work. People who say, do the inner work, and then take meaningful action and have that together. <coughs> One of my friends would say, conscious activism. So, Philip, I am really blown away by this conversation because even though we haven't gone deep, I'm blown away because of how how passionate and compassionate you are about being purpose-driven. And I want to actually give acknowledgement to Paula Fellingham because without her insight and vision to create this event called the World Parliament uh, on Spirituality, we wouldn't have met. So mm. uh, so first of all, let's, let's be clear. Um, when you go to an event and you meet other spiritual leaders, you meet other thought leaders, you meet other people that are making a positive difference in the world, that is actually due to someone having a vision that brought everyone together. And you posted on the Shift Network. Now, the Shift Network has 272,000 likes. And you posted on the Shift Network uh, at some point today or yesterday that you were going to be on our show. And I saw the the photo of the Amplified show. And we have to acknowledge Andrea Adams Miller because when I was at the event and you paid a compliment to me, you said, hey, I really enjoyed your, your talk. And then I photographed you and I saw you on stage and I saw you really connecting with the audience and sharing your message. I said, this is someone I want you to connect with. And she did. And here we are on a conversation and you're going to be memorialized in a book called Amplified Gold Nuggets. And the, the idea of this book is that when people are on this, are on a radio show, it typically is you, you either hear it or you hear it later or you don't hear it at all. And if you have a book, it's kind of a legacy piece. And the reason I asked you about your book is because the same thing that happened to you with your book happened to me. When you finished the book, it caused you to be considered credible. It caused you to actually step into being a person that wants to lead the world in, in, in a message. And we only have like seven minutes left. And I just want to say I'm very thankful to have met you through Paula. And I think that this conversation is going to go way beyond this, this radio show because I was looking at your social media and the Shift Network. What what do they have events? The Shift Network. Events. Most of our, almost ninety seven percent of our events are online. Okay. And live events. Uh, yeah, most are online, and so there's lots of online events. Summits and but the summits are are wonderful because people can come in free, hear incredible speakers based on different themes. 
And then the courses just go deep. I mean, if you really want to transform, the courses really go there. Are you going to go to the Global uh, Peace Initiative in next year, 2017? I think it's in April with Paula. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I haven't, haven't planned on it yet. I'm not exactly sure where it's going to be. And I, I just want to say, I want to echo, I, yeah, I'd love to be there. I love Paula. I mean, Paula, <clears throat> I, they have three people say, you must meet this person, and then to meet Paula in person. And and then just to see, I mean, she is, I, I mean, for people who are spiritually oriented, she is the divine mother in body. I mean, she's a mother of is it, eight children, 20-some grandchildren, and she's like, we need to have a peace summit in every country of the world next year. You know, the, well, and I think she's has, committed to that. She's committed to that. And, and what do you think about Marianne Williamson being a, a, at you the You know, event? I've heard Marianne several times. I love Marianne Williams. I, there's something about Marianne. I mean, she also embodies the fierce aspect of the divine feminine. Because she, you know, she often refers to, you know, the mother protects its children. And she's like, Mother Earth, you know, she's our mother. You know, it's like... Our, our, we expand our family to all of humanity and the earth. And, you know, there's a lot of serious threats right now. So she calls forth the passionate, passionate, fierce aspect of the divine feminine in a way that's accessible to everyone, men and women. And it's, she is just brilliant. She is a passionate, brilliant, wise speaker. And I just think the world of Marianne. Well, I'm going to ask you three very quick questions, and we're going to change the rules. I'm going to have Andrea, because she brought you on the show. I'm going to have her finish yeah. up the show. So we have roughly, roughly it's about three minutes. I'm going to ask you really quickly, what's your favorite book? Uh, the Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. Okay, who's your mentor? My mentor is both Yogananda and a devotee of his, two of them, Rick Levy and um, Michael Singer. I love Michael Singer. And what's a quote you live by? Um, everything else can wait, but your search for God cannot wait. Okay, Andrea, take over and make sure you give enough time for him to give contact information. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Philip, we had the pleasure of also hanging out on the airplane together, and I noticed that I connected with somebody on the plane, and you connected with somebody on the plane, and at the end of it, those people were partners. <laughs> and I, I had noticed that something about the way you and I uh, built a relationship with people I thought was very unique and interesting because we were able to draw so much interest of what they do and what they're bringing to the world through the Y in a community service in a very small town. And I wondered if you'd talk more about how it is that when you go into relationships with people and you meet them, how you're able to draw them out so beautifully. You know, it, it, it's a practice I've learned is A, be completely present. I heard one, one person say the most valuable gift you can give anyone is your full, intent, full attention. And then I, when I look at someone, I practice like meditation. I just bring my focus right back to them if my mind wanders. And then I sit there and it's the namaste practice. In my mind, in my heart, I'm like, I see the humanity and divinity in you that's also in me. And so by doing that and just acknowledging someone's divinity and really fully listening and repeating back what they say, it just creates an environment. It's like planting a garden in fertile soil. People can blossom and grow. That's beautiful. Uh, I, some of the things that you're saying, um, I recognized 
through, um, I also have another business that I've had for years and years after I left law enforcement. It's a relationship business. And really within that, I always wanted people to just to be able to uh, really love and connect with that other person and hear what they have to say at a core level. And so hearing you say that, I'm like, wow, we really do have a lot in common. (laughs) It's just really, really beautiful. And for those people who are interested in knowing how they can get involved and, you know, maybe they're, maybe they're super ambitious and want to go into the Peace Corps and other people, they're like, well, maybe that's Mm. not my thing, but I want to get involved with peace. Uh, What are some suggestions you have for them to get started? Well, 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 multiple different levels. Well, first of all, I'm teaching a course that starts November 30th, peaceambassadortraining.com. It's a 12-week online course, and we it, it's a brilliant program, peaceambassadortraining.com. Um, the World Peace Library is a wonderful resource. It's a free resource, worldpeacelibrary.com. And the good thing about for people who want to get started today, there are more resources today than ever before. When I was in college, there were five programs in the world on peace and conflict resolution. Now there are hundreds in colleges and universities around the world. So there's been an exponential growth of of peace building. And I would also encourage, you know, you can look for a wonderful book. Rita Marie Johnson's Completely, uh, Completely Connected teaches really practical skills of combining nonviolent communication with heart math technology, the science of the heart. Beautiful. So there's lots of skills that you can choose from. There's almost, you know, in the World we, Peace Library, you can go through there all day long and see resources. Hey, the Philip, thing, though, Philip yes. I, don't, I don't want to cheat you out of saying how do people reach you. How, how do people reach you? Because we have 30 seconds left. Sorry. Uh, how, to, how to reach me? Through the Shift Network. Yes. Go to theshiftnetwork.com. Okay. And you can reach me through there. Just um, go to our customer service and, and be in contact with me. And how do people buy the book again? Amazon. Go to Amazon, God in Conflict, and search for peace in a time of crisis. And what's the most important thing you're going to do? Tw- what's the most important thing you can do in 2017? What's the advice? Oh, what's the most advice that I can do or for people listening? Yes, people listening. Uh, People listening, go deeper into your, your spirit. Whatever practice you have that brings you into a deep place of peace, create that as a priority and then listen to the, what emerges from there and take that action. And it can be as simple as helping your neighbor. God bless you, Philip. You've been amplified and you are such a blessing to this earth. And I'm so glad we met you and thank you, Andrea, for putting us together. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. And we will be talking next week. Great. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplify. Be sure to join Ken Rashawn again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.